So today we're going to find out what happens when a dark horse walks into an extremely competitive industry. It should be interesting. So I'm Bill Hughes and he is the executive producer extraordinaire Zach Glaros and this is Row and Grow. start first by thanking our sponsors Untuck It. Untuckit.com uh, is Untuckit shirts designed to be worn untucked. As usual, I'm sporting my Untuckit shirt for today. Feels great, looks great. Thank you to Untuckit. I uh, also like to thank uh, Gagel's Auto Parts. Whether you need uh, used parts or you're, you're looking for something for yourself or something for your business, Gagel'sAutoParts.com is definitely the place to find those things. And the Christmas Trail, and our executive producer extraordinaire, Zach, is going to tell us a little bit about the Christmas Trail and how people can find out more about it. Yep, so we're back with another holiday event, the Christmas Trail. We are an outdoor uh, lighted Christmas walking trail here in Plant City, Florida. Uh, we open December 11th through the 23rd for nine select nights. Uh, you can get tickets on our website, thechristmastrail.com. Uh, we have a lot of different things to do out there for kids families and, and couples alike there's something for everybody we have over 150,000 christmas lights uh different shows live snow pictures of santa the whole nine yards so check us out awesome uh i'm actually looking forward to checking it out have not been uh i experienced the halloween deal this year it was amazing and uh, i'm equally excited about the christmas trail so looking forward to catch that um, so today's guest is Michael Wilson. Michael, welcome to the show. Go by Mike. Yeah, either one. Okay, he's the owner of Dark Horse Music Store. It's in Plant City. Uh, so tell me a little bit about Dark Horse Music, what you guys offer, and how people can find out more or schedule lessons. Uh, yeah, so we offer lessons. Uh, we are now building a studio actually in there so people can learn how to record their own music, make their own music. Um, all that's available on our website at dhmusicstore.com. And people can book their own lessons. Our calendar is live. Um, they can always call us on the phone and schedule blocks of lessons. We just do single lessons for the website. Um, but yeah, everything is on our website. That's awesome. So how did you come up with the name Dark Horse? That was very easy. Okay. Um, the name Dark Horse was birthed out of really the challenge of trying to um, create something that didn't exist. And that was a music store in Plant City that offered lessons, offered repairs, offered the whole thing at one time, um, but we really did that uh, kind of against most of the odds. We didn't have any money starting the thing. Yeah. I literally uh, got a handshake deal for our first spot and uh, di didn't have the money to pay the rent at the end of the month. He literally did it on a handshake and um, we just went to work. So I, I think the, the name Dark Horse was kind of birthed out of an idea of against the odds creating something um, that didn't exist and we kind of try to instill that motto in our students you know you come in the door you don't know anything about music yet but we want you to walk out knowing something and so that's why we're dark horse that's awesome like that's a great story and it's really kind of what we're we're all about too is is the the dark horse the the underdog so to speak so and but why the music industry or you know why an instrument store was it that you know th there was lack of competition in the marketplace or was it something that you're passionate about personally it was strictly born out of passion um yeah. it's uh not the best business to be in if you're trying to be um you know a million dollar business uh <laughs> this is this is a passion business um, it can be a you know 
a lucrative business, but it's it's passion based. And it takes time and effort. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah. Well, I, you know, the, of course, there's always going to be trust funds out there. You know, people that that inherit, you know, ten million dollars, and that that's a wonderful thing. But most American success stories, untuck it. Well, <laughs> um, you know, even Walmart, which everyone likes to beat up on Walmart, but the reality is, Sam Walton started that with one corner store, and he grew it into the empire that it is today. So. You know, it's really a, a sweat equity. I don't care what industry you're in, it's a sweat equity industry and you're not going to make it without the grind. Mm -hmm. So our show being about row and grow is about just that. You know, you put in the row and you experience the grow. So I, I don't know anything about the music industry, you know, or, or music lessons. Um, I, I, I love listening to music and I, I have great admiration and respect. So, but tell me a little bit about what are some of your rows or what are some of your grinds that you, you guys have to stick to in order to experience some success? Um, I think consistency. That's key to anything, yeah. uh, but especially with music is consistency and trying to uh, have a teacher, the same teacher there all the time. Um, every week we, we really encourage our students, hey, we, we get them set up on a time and a day uh -huh. and you're here every single week at this time and this day. And... We've seen huge success in the students that stick to that formula. Okay. So, yeah. So is it, um, what's the average age of the students that, that come in through the door typically? Oh my gosh, it's all over. Um, I'd say what we probably have the majority of is eight-year-olds though. Oh, wow. Right, right around eight. Um, okay. But you'd be surprised at how many seniors and retired people we have okay. that come in. And uh, it's, people don't know this, but music is, is a form of therapy. And it's also a form of therapy for like um, arthritis in your hands. Okay. So we've been able to help a lot of people recover the movements in their hands. I think, you know, right now, if you just look at what's going on with, with the crazy lockdowns, and, and, and even if you're not on lockdown, thankfully we have a government that we're not locked down, but I think that music is a huge influence right now. 100%. I mean, so it's really a great time to, to be in the music industry because people are looking for an alternative source of entertainment so you could have, you know, live music downtown or wherever. But more importantly, people can take lessons and learn how to play an instrument since they're they're not playing soccer or football. A lot of these things have been canceled for the year. Right. So they can pick up something and, and do that. Who who are some of your early influencers? You know, it, it doesn't have to be someone in the music industry. It could be uh, you know a, a business leader, it could be an athlete, uh could be your parents, I don't know. But who were some of your early influencers? That hands down that's my parents. Like okay. without thinking about it. Um okay. they opened their businesses with $20, you know, in the register. <laughs> so, okay. Um, yeah, uh, my mom is a musician, and she kind of, like, kept pushing me to, to you know, try that, and um, I, she got me started in, in church, and then I just fell in love with music itself. Okay. Um, but then my dad is a very savvy business guy, um, so I saw a lot of the things that he did, and, um, you know, our businesses are totally different for what they do and what I do. We're kind of doing our own thing, but... Right. Um, yeah, they definitely were an influence. So you're doing your own thing, yet at the same time you're doing the same thing, which is kind of the grind. Yeah. It's kind of beautiful like yeah. that, isn't it? Uh, Arso, what, do you have like a five-year plan or, or, you know, an ultimate goal? Yeah, <laughs> tell me about that. What does it look um, like? People ask you that all the time, and <laughs> I, my, my, my real honest answer is no. Right. 
I don't. That's um, nothing wrong with that. That's being honest. I love it. I I, uh, I go day to day, week to week, yeah. um, month to month. It's it's the game is changing, um, and I really I didn't put myself in a five year plan because honestly I didn't know what was going to happen in a month, and right. uh, which just kept us on our toes. So it kind of worked out for COVID because nobody saw that coming, and and we were able to just adapt real quick. Yeah. Um, because we weren't set in any particular plan, we had a, a rhythm going, and. It hurt us for a couple months, and then we, we started recovering from that. We had to adapt to doing things online. Um, but people are really still, uh, you know, they want that in-person lesson. Yes. Um, the online thing is just something that's been out there forever, and it's just not as effective. No way. I mean, I, I you know, I'm not musically inclined, so I would have a hard time learning to play the guitar. I'm sure I could do it, but if I had to learn how to play the guitar, I... I damn sure wouldn't want to learn on a Zoom call. I don't want to. I want to be there. I want no, to see yeah. the chords and know how to do it. So, 100%. okay, cool. So you know, talking about your your parents and owning the restaurant, and it's, it's interesting. You know, I started the segment by saying a dark horse walks into an extremely competitive industry. Pun yep. intended. There, right? So, yes. so your fiance has recently opened up a business, and it's a restaurant. So, tell us about that. Yeah. So um, she is always been passionate about food um she came into dark horse a couple years ago um and really joined that team and helped me build it to the you know where it was at right before covid um but her passion is what we always talked about is you know it's food i've always loved the idea of a, a restaurant i'm more of a venue oriented uh -huh. guy obviously yeah. music entertainment yeah we said hey why don't we combine the two and um a spot was literally coming open uh as we were moving dark horse and we said let's do it so we just jumped in okay so that's how it happened really like that's how it all came together yeah we we had the idea and we sat on the idea for about a year and then as soon as the spot opened we said like just jump in let's go so what i love about that is you know the restaurant industry is an extremely competitive industry we have a lot of restaurant clients that you know struggle they they change menus they change from coke to pepsi anything that they can do to competitive edge so when did you get when did she start the industry, what month was it? Uh, we're in our fourth, fifth month now, something like that. I believe it was July. So we're... Okay. Yeah. So, so you guys literally started it during COVID. Oh, in the heat. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, all right. So I got to know about that because, you know, for the restaurant industry, this has been extremely challenging. Yeah. And you guys had the stones to say, we believe in ourselves enough to do it and we're going to do it during COVID. So so I, I just got to know more about that. How'd you do it? I, I It might be... Uh, gosh, it, it, call us stupid, I guess. We just, you know, uh, there, there is that, that fearlessness of believing that you have an idea and a dream and it's something that people would love. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just the, the the love of doing something that people enjoy can come to. And I felt like, because COVID actually had really been kind of going on since like February, March. Right. And at that point, we were just tired of being inside, tired of seeing people inside. We said, look, let's, we actually were the, like the first people to open downtown okay during the shutdown and uh, I think us opening uh, created a domino effect because other people just started reopening um, right after that we just said hey let's get people outside and you know we feel like we have something cool to offer we just want to share that with people so. so what do you offer like so what is the menu consist of if I go to the industry yeah um, so we do flatbreads we do sliders um, we're, we're very like sandwich based but everything is uh, handmade like okay. we don't 
buy our stuff packaged. Like you don't go to assist, you know, have a Cisco truck drop everything off. No, sir. Okay. No, everything, and that has been um, something that has been a, a plus and a negative. It's a, it's it's hard on the labor side, but we feel in the end it's going to deliver better quality. Um, so we, our concept is real food, real fun. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah, that's really good. So uh, we have. Our, our big thing people come in for is what we call our industrial shake. Okay. And it's a shake stacked with a whole bunch of, like, cookies, brownies, uh, mints, chocolate chips, whatever. And then on top of that, usually, like, a piece of cake or, like, another giant cookie. It's, like, six oh. things all in one dessert. And it's, like, literally this big. Mm. And then we set it on fire with a giant um, champagne sparkler. It's, like, this tall when it gets to your table. I love it. So... Uh, but that changes every single month, and we she literally like designs every one of these things, um, and it it's harder for people to copy what you do, and harder for people to go somewhere else and get something when you make it and create it yourself. And so, we're not really trying to be like any other restaurants. We're just trying to do something that we like and create our own thing and share that with people. That's awesome and amazing and and, and true. I know that you alluded to starting in the middle of the pandemic or at the beginning of the pandemic and you know some people might call it stupid but you know the reality is that's kind of some jealousy and some envy and there's haters and there's always going to be haters and and the better you do the more they'll come mm-hmm. and they'll you know critique you and they'll tell you that you're you're never going to make it because of this and i mean i don't know about, about you but for me that that's fire that's yeah. you know so is there a little bit of that going on with oh with her? yeah okay oh yeah no there's we we have haters like at my door like every day <laughs> it's uh, it's in no way an easy thing like honestly i i thought it would be easier than what it was um i, I or what it is i it's it's tough it's extremely tough i heard it was tough right but feeling it it's, it's hard. Yeah, people are harsh. If you don't have enough salt, if you don't have enough mayonnaise on your food, like, they will ring you out at the door, um, you know, and so there's, there's always that, but there's more people that enjoy what we do and see what we're trying to do, um, and so, you know, we're going to continue doing that for, for them. Good. I hope you do, and, and I hope that you have amazing success. And I mean, again, I just think that what what you and your fiance are doing with both Dark Horse and the industry is just really in line with what we do. You're rowing and you're growing, and I urge you to keep doing the grind, keep doing the rowing, and I know the grow is going to come. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, and, thank you. Uh, appreciate having you. Yeah, thank you thanks, so much, Mike. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Row and Grow. Uh, in a, f- a few weeks, we're going to have our final episode for this season. It's been an eventful and exciting season. I uh, really want to say say thanks to Michael Wilson for being our guest today. Uh, looking forward to having some more guests. And remember to get busy living or die trying. Hey guys, Zach here with another episode of Row and Grow. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe all of our videos. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Use hashtag PEO Doctor or go to our website, HughesBC.com. We'll see you next time.